time sports weekend. Just show your appreciation. Show some respect. Not if you're Bill Belichick. You can live two lifetimes. You won't see everything that you saw go down this weekend. The greatest comeback, the most magnificent World Cup final, maybe the most suboptimal play in the history of a sport. Was it the greatest 48 hours of sports ever? I don't know if we think like that, but I'm asking it, go. Good. The amount of things we won't have time to do on today's show because there's just so much. We'll try our best, though. We will. Like, like the Knicks winning seven in a row. Well, that's getting you a mute right now. I say again, overtime walk-offs, the all-time what's worse, blowing a 32-point lead or laddling your way out of everything. But we start with the magnificent World Cup final and the world we all live in today with Argentina and Lionel Messi, world champion. The way Argentina came out, the way France came back, the Messi and Mbappe irresistible force paradox playing out perfectly. Could be game winner, would be game tires. All-time moments from Argentina keeper Emiliano Martinez at the death of the match and the purgatory of PKs and then in victory, Messi ascending straight into heaven. It was nearly unanimous from people who covered the sport and just people who watched. Greatest final ever. So my question to this national panel, do you agree? Was this the greatest World Cup final ever? And considering Messi and Mbappe and the stage, Frank Isola, could it be the greatest sporting event globally yeah. ever? Mm. Yeah, I've seen a lot of Super Bowls, World Series, NBA Finals, Stanley Cup, boxing matches. For me, it was the greatest sporting event mm. I'd ever seen. To get two players like that, you, you could you know, get two of the greatest players of all time, maybe the greatest player of all time. And let's remember a couple of things from this game. The second goal from Argentina, six players, seven touches, culminating with the Angel Di Maria goal, was unbelievable. It was like a Laker fast break from back in the day with Magic Johnson. The Mbappe goal to tie it at two, unbelievable. Just a thing of beauty. And then to go into overtime, and you mentioned the save, Colomani on France, who came in on, as a sub, almost won it in the 123rd minute. And remember this, too, about France. They had a lot of illness in their camp. Players were in and out. I think a lot of their guys were sick. That's why they made some quick subs. And let's also remember, Kareem Benzema, World Player of the Year, never played in the tournament. Pogba, Conte, two great midfielders, never played. And France still made it and almost won the whole thing at the no last No shame in losing a game like that in France. Real quick, Frank. Yep. It being decided on penalty kicks. That sits well with you? You know, I've been saying this for a long time. Maybe after you get to 120 minutes, you take a player off every five minutes. But you can see the players. There is intensity in the penalty kick. And look at the way that Argentina reacted, the celebration. It wasn't running around hugging. A lot of players just dropped to their knees. Exhaustion and just the sure you know, sense of relief that they got it and Messi finally Frank got it. Frank called it the greatest sports moment globally ever. That's I guess ahead of Ali Frazier, ahead of the Miracle on Ice, ahead of the Rumble in the Jungle, ahead of anything from the Take Olympics, Giants. any Super Bowl. Tim Kalashaw, you agree? You know, I thought it was understood that Vince Young scoring against USC to win the Rose Bowl. A great moment, too. A great moment, too. The greatest too. moment of all time. I'm not going to take points away for that. <laughs> but, so if we're going to go to uh, the adult ranks, the professional ranks, whatever, uh, this, has to be, this has to be close. You know, Soccer, like hockey, you can go to a game and the great players aren't necessarily going to score. In this case, the two great players scored five goals. That was ridiculous. Uh, that was his show. And as Frank said, France wasn't even in the game until the second half. I think they got their first corner kick at the 50-minute mark uh, just to show they were going to start trying to 
you know, get some scoring chances. And then they came storming back. Uh, it was a lot like the Dutch game, only a much better uh, overtime. And I hate to say it, but Argentina, which eliminated my Dutch earlier. Yes, all over- right, all right. Thank you very much. Courtney Cronin, was this the greatest global sporting moment ever? It certainly felt like that, and for somebody covering an NFL game following the World Cup, that was pretty hard to top Bears and Eagles. I know everybody's expecting a big one out of that. That but wasn't a bad nonetheless, game. I mean, we talk this about weekend, the GOAT, man. the current GOAT in uh, Lionel Messi, and then the baby GOAT, the next GOAT, the next one coming up in Mbappe, and you got to think about all that he did in this tournament. Seven goals, he, he wins the Golden Boot, he's 23 years old, he already won the Cup at 19, so think about what his trajectory is going to be. So while we might be seeing Messi on the outskirts of his career. Yes, he didn't announce that he's going to retire. Maybe that comes in a couple years. He is 35. We may be seeing his heir apparent in Mbappe and considering everything that this France team had to do to get back in this game, I think that you can go ahead and chalk that up as one of the greatest finishes that we've ever seen. And Harry Lyles Jr. You know, I pride myself on not being a prisoner of the moment. And yesterday was the first time I've sat down and have watched any sporting event in any sport and had I was appalled at how great the thing was that I was watching. I truly could not believe it. And I think part of that is two reasons, right? Like we here in the United States, we talk about world champions, whether it's the Super Bowl or the World Series. This was a truly world event. And it's not like we do this every year. We do this every four years. This game had some of the greatest athletes that we've ever seen, to Courtney's point, the current GOAT and the baby GOAT. They both showed up in the ways that we know them to like be great. And just that finish was unbelievable. And the fact, I love that we also had a buildup with France and Mbappe not really playing until the 80th minute of this match to build up that suspense and then give us the contest that we knew we were going to get. This was undoubtedly the greatest thing I've ever watched. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I need more on Messi, though. I do. I said he ascended straight into heaven when he was being carried off around the whole stadium multiple times and hoisting up the trophy. It's one of the most beautiful things they do in sports, the way they hoist up the trophy in in real time. Um, This was the one trophy he had yet to hoist, Frank Isola. So consider that and consider these conversations we have. We love having this greatest of all time conversation. It's fun. It's all-encompassing. Something Courtney said, though, holds true. Mbappe, a hat trick in the final, had the golden boot. You know, it, this could have gone a different way as well. So do you feel the great all-time conversation is over now or is a new one just starting? Yeah, and, and really a beautiful scene with Messi and his kids. And Mbappe is going to have a chance, and luckily we're going to see him in the United States in four years in the World Cup. So he's still young. He might become the greatest at this moment. Lionel Messi is the greatest player. You know, that's Pele, Maradona. I, for me, Zidane of France, who won a World Cup, made it to another final. Obviously, the head button, he got red carded. But for Messi, everything that he's accomplished – it's, it's just at a different level. And you know what? Ask the players. They'll all tell you Messi's the greatest player of Tim all. Tim show. You know, I don't know how I can compare him to Pele, but I do know that for 10, 15 years on this show, there's been talk about Messi and Ronaldo. And, and, I, and there might be some people still hanging on. Mm, I don't think so. You know, I don't think, who's on, holding on? On Ronaldo by one leg. But I think they, they lost their grip yesterday. <laughs> One's hoisting Messi's a trophy. The other's looking for a team at the moment. I mean, that's, that's the reality of it. And that's okay. I mean, again, he's sending straight into heaven with this win. One more thing, Frank. I still, I'm still on this. Emiliano Martinez, the Argentina goalkeeper. Yeah. He's a national hero today. He had a kick save at the very end of, of the very end. He also plays mind games during those kicks. 
There's also a video of him doing things with the Golden Glove trophy that we're, we can't even show. I mean, we don't have the rights, but the thrusting, I would not. Oh my goodness, there it is, it's still for <laughs> But do you think Martinez's mind game theatrics actually won the World Cup here, Frank? You know what? I, I think it does play into the heads a little bit. He was a jerk afterwards, the way that he acted. But since, you know, I'll, I'll say what Harry's doing, prisoner of the moment. In that moment, the 123rd minute, that would have been the latest goal in World Cup right? history. That was the greatest save, I think, in, in the history of the World Cup. And Colomani, that young kid came on in the first half. Remember, they replaced Olivier Giroud, who's the all-time leading goal scorer in France history. He wasn't happy. He came up in the first half, and that, and that young kid nearly won it. What a story that would have been. That save is off the charts. That, Martinez is going to be able to do whatever he wants the rest of his life in Argentina. He may do whatever he wants. <laughs> I mean, but uh, yeah. what an all-time save. <laughs> Are we? Is this recency bias? Is this prisoner of the moment? Sometimes there's nostalgia favoritism, but I heard it from everybody in this battle. Bigger than Ali Frazier. Messi and Mbappe. Bigger, yes. It's Messi and Mbappe. Ali Frazier to me, March 8th, 1971, that's always going to be the biggest for me. Mm -hmm. How do you follow that up? This is how you follow it up, I guess, if you're in the NFL. Of course. With maybe the worst play in NFL history? I mean, that's what I'm going to ask here. I'm going to resist saying what I've said every hook and ladder will play since we've started covering it in Around the Horn. And hook and ladder, because you can call them both. Um, that NFL team should employ a rugby coach. But again, is this the worst play in history? Jacoby Myers said he saw Mac Jones open. He went into hero mode. He did too much. Belichick said they have to play better situational football. Whether these players knew it was a tie game and you shouldn't be doing this. Please, somebody, shed some light here, Kalashaw. Is this the worst play in NFL history? Yes, yes. Just write it down. This has to be. This gets Leon Ladd off the hook, probably for either one of his plays, but really it's his blocked field goal, or, or the blocked field goal against Miami that he didn't need to track down in the snow. I don't think everybody knows the rule on that blocked field goal. Everybody knows you do the lateral play when you're behind on the last play of the game. When a game is going to overtime, you don't just start throwing the ball all over the field, especially to a quarterback on the other side of the 50-yard line. What is Mac Jones going to do at that point? It was just terrible decision. Courtney Cronin, is this the worst play in NFL history? Yes, and the blame goes on the players and on the coaches. We know that Ramondre Stevenson panicked. That's why he decided to throw the ball behind him, and Jacoby Myers reverted back into his quarterback self from yesteryear, and he panicked as well, trying to throw the ball to Mac Jones. But what drives me nuts about this is that Bill Belichick, following the game, was preaching how they, they are so dead set on situational awareness. Well, the situation here, you have three seconds remaining in the game. Why are you running a draw play there when you say that your quarterback can't heave the ball far enough to run a Hail Mary, so you clearly don't have faith in him there. Why not just take a knee when this game is tied and go to overtime? I feel like the blame goes on the players, it goes on the coaches, and very clearly nobody knew what the score was here, even though they're in a stadium with gigantic video boards everywhere. Harry Lyles Jr., was this the worst play in NFL history? <laughs> I think it might have been, but I also think this is a great test of how the psychology of us as people works. Because as soon as that first lateral was thrown by Ramondre Stevenson, everything else went out the door. If you've ever been on an airplane, the plane lands and you hear that beep, everybody, whether you are in 1A or 27, so you unbuckle your seatbelt. So as soon as that first lateral was thrown, everybody was unbuckling their seatbelt. We were in a fire drill, and that is the mode that everybody went into, and that is why you saw all those brain So, Tim, you brought up Leon Lett, and there's a couple of plays. 
for dear Leon, but it's the play in the snow I think you were talking about. There's a butt fumble, of course. Uh, I remember the Indianapolis Colts going for a fake where they had nobody on the line to block. You remember that play famously? Uh, Frank Isola, is this the worst play in NFL history? Yeah. Well, you can also Google Garrow Premium, the famous kicker from the Okay, Miami that's another. Yes. What, a little bit different, but here with Jacoby Myers, and you know, Harry touched on it. I think in that moment when the ball got pitched to him, I think he forgot what the score was. Why would you be throwing the ball back to Mac Jones? I've done that before, but that's when I'm playing with my buddies when we were 11 years old. You don't do that in an NFL game. What was Mac Jones going to do once he caught the ball? He had to start running with it, and there were defenders all around. I wonder in that moment, I don't think he's going to admit it, Maybe he forgot what the score was and thought they were losing by a point and figured he had to keep the play going. That is a blunder of blunders. This play will live forever. Chandler Jones spiking Matt jo- Mac Jones into the ground oh, <laughs> will live forever as well. It's, you know, you know who was taking the biggest a breath of relief there was was referees and the officiating and the review crew because that touchdown, Off. Cole, the play the possession before was his foot. I mean, looks like he was Off. heading the line. Mm. Oh, wow. He was out. All right, coming up, how do you follow that up? Well, maybe we follow it up with the biggest comeback in the history of the sport. What a weekend. There's going to be a documentary about this weekend, just like that one we had with June 17, 1994. Fire Cell next. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guarantee Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Welcome back to Around the Horn, coming to you from the seaport. Brought to you by Patron. Perfection starts with Patron. With every result Sunday, you could just imagine the Indianapolis Colts being like, well, at least that knocks us a little bit further down the list of inconceivable things. But now we turn our attention to Vikings 39, Colts 36. 33 nothing halfway through the third quarter. How did Minnesota win this? How did Indy blow it? Why would they do that? What does it mean? Courtney, was this the worst choke job in the history of the sport? The greatest comeback in the history of sport? Or just normal Vikings cold stuff? 
I mean, this Vikings team was down 33-0 to zero at halftime and came back to win. So I'm going to go ahead and say it is the greatest comeback in NFL okay. history. Mm. But at the same time, as it's impressive, it's also very alarming considering how many one-score games this Minnesota Vikings team has been in and just how sustainable this level of play is going into the postseason. Yes, they wrapped up the NFC North. And what happened at halftime is Patrick Peterson goes and tells the offense, hey, just rattle off five touchdowns. We've got you. They did that. They scored with efficiency. <laughs> See, but that's not sustainable to do. Yeah, you think? 33, 32 comeback is not sustainable. Yes, Harry Lyles Jr., how about you? I'm buying that this is frustrating if you're looking at the Vikings because you're 11 and 3 and you had that first half, and then you had that monstrous second half, and your point differential is just plus two. Like, we know how great you can be. Why can't you be like that all the time? But I am also going to say, Tony, the absolute worst choke job in NFL history happened February 5th, 2017, when the Atlanta Falcons lost the Super Bowl to the New England Patriots, and you can never okay, take that so away. Okay, so 28-3. Unfortunately. Also, Matt Ryan, it has to be said, I say sadly. Um, <laughs> Is, is the worst of all time. You're saying there's frustration from the Vikings here. For, uh, Frank Isola, where do you come down? Uh, you know, Indianapolis has to figure out a way to manage that game to the end. But remember, too, you know, Courtney's killing Minnesota. They're 11-3, and three for crying out loud. I get it. They're going to get a home playoff game. Maybe with a little luck, they get two or three home playoff games. I'll say this. We saw Jeff Saturday a month ago win this studio. All the color is gone from his face. What is he doing? I feel bad for the guy. That is a miserable existence, right? Well, yeah, you can feel bad for him. How did he let this game get away, Tim Kalashaw? For some of us who had greater expectations for the Colts uh, this year, this what? was a particularly tough <laughs> game. But, uh, yeah, maybe this is what happens when you go hire your head coach off first take. Maybe you should think about those things when you're running a team <laughs> that way. But as, but as Harry alluded to, Matt Ryan – his fingerprints are all over the two worst collapses. One Super Bowl, one regular season of all time. They didn't really need points. They just needed to move 30 yards occasionally. Take a little time off the clock. That would have been enough. But they could okay. In history, this was the largest comeback, or if you see it the yes. other way, choke. So where are you putting it on the list, Tim, with also the 28-3 Super Bowl for the Falcons, which we all agree was the biggest game. Buffalo over And then Houston, Houston and Buffalo. This where is this one? Super Bowl is always going to be worse because it's a Super Bowl, and th there was no reason to keep playing the way Shanahan had them playing. This is just a bad team being really stupid. And how do you follow that up? Well, I don't know if we exactly followed up, but we have two of the greatest turnarounds in the NFL season this year. One of them, the Jacksonville Jaguars, are surging, and they're now a game back in the playoffs by way of the AFC South. Jaguars 40, Cowboys 34, winning in overtime on the walk-off tip drill pick six. Trevor Lawrence shredding the Dallas defense in the second half comeback. Cowboys pretty much boxed into the five seed no matter what because Philly wins every week. So, Tim, what do you buy? What do you sell from this result? I'm selling what the Cowboys did late in regulation. A lot of things went wrong, but Trevor Lawrence fumbles inside the two-minute mark. If you get a first down, the game's over. If you run it three times, the Jacksonville Jaguars are out of timeouts. The Cowboys didn't do either of those things, and they gave them a chance, and the Jaguars took it from them. Mm -hmm. Of course, the Cowboys reporter is focusing on the Cowboys. Courtney Cronin, how about you? 
I'm buying that the Jaguars have turned a corner. They won three of their last four games, and after that third-quarter interception, Trevor Lawrence rattled off three straight touchdown drives in less than nine minutes of game time. He's showing that he is going to be the franchise quarterback for this team and sneakily getting Jacksonville into the playoff conversation late. I like it. Harold Louse Jr. Yeah, I'm buying that if you're the Jaguars, you got to feel good about your immediate and your future because you're, you have your own, uh, you control your own destiny for the division. Mm-hmm. Your greatest threat is the Tennessee Titans. And since November, Trevor Lawrence has thrown 14 touchdowns, one pick on 70 completion percentage. You have to feel really, really good about what hey, you got Frank, going on. Frank, I saw. I keep hearing about the Dallas big-time defense. How are you blowing a 17-point lead? But Tim hit on it. On third down, they're overthinking it. Run the ball. Make Jacksonville use their last timeout. Why are you throwing a bomb into the corner? That was a big mistake by their offense right there. Turn around. The Jaguars and the Detroit Lions, that we'll talk about in a second, have had in just one season to get into playoff conversation in December. Amazing. How do you follow that up? By saying goodbye to Tim Kalashaw and Courtney Cronin. What a day, guys. Sorry. We got to move. Lyles. Isola, showdown next. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And... Boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Giants 20, Washington 12, New York getting right at a pretty good time and can feel good about their playoff chances again. New York beating Washington, turnovers beating Washington, refs beating Washington. What was last night, Harry? The referees cooked Washington. As bad as the non-BPI call was, <laughs> somebody who failed, tried and failed to play wide receiver, the one thing I always knew to do was check with the referee that you're on the line. Terry McLaurin did it twice, and they still called him for that illegal formation. That was ridiculous. Mm, Frank Isola. Thibodeau of the Knicks has won seven straight. Thibodeau of the Giants, the strip sack and the touchdown. But that penalty at the end, come on. The illegal formation, that's terrible. Washington got so jobs. So that. you both agree on that. Harry snuck in that he played a little wide receiver in his life. Hmm. Tried. Lions 20, Jets 17. This was fun. This was about Zach Wilson's return, and he almost had enough. Had some real moments. New York had one play to win the game, two minutes to go. But again, these Detroit Lions on fourth down coming up with something special. And then on the last drive, New York, tick, 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 while they still held timeouts. Robert Sala saying in hindsight he could have used the timeout. Did Sala blow it, the Jets defense blow it, or the Lions just get that magic out again and get even closer to the playoffs, Frank? 
Great fourth down play by the Lions, but Robert Sala blew it. He's too worried about leaving time, not enough time on the clock for the Lions. you got to call timeout there with a young quarterback and give Zach Wilson credit. Fourth and 18, he did a good job getting the first down. Harry? There is some blame with the Jets, but Tony, you said it again. The Lions did it again. They've been hot the last five or six weeks. They've done it one more time. I kind of hope they continue to do it. It's, it's more than five or six weeks, Harry. you got to get on these Lions. <laughs> wire to wire win, Frank Isola. Ah, there we go. You know, the World Cup brings people together. Harry Lyles and I, 10 days ago, watched Argentina Holland. That's how great it was. Did you see Angel Di Maria? He tells you everything you need to know about the World Cup. When he came out in the 60th minute after scoring a goal, he started crying. When France tied it up, he was crying. When Argentina took the lead, he was crying. When France tied up again, he was crying. And then in overtime, the tears of joy, the emotion it brings. We got to wait four years for it to come here to the United States. It'll be worth the wait, though. What a tournament. This weekend will go down like that documentary, June 17th, 1990. This will go down maybe the greatest sports weekend ever. Hmm. We'll see you tomorrow. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a one dollar per month trial period at Shopify.com/network. All lowercase. Go to Shopify.com/network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify.com/network.